You're listening to a Sin podcast. You can listen to this show live by tuning your radio to 90.7 or online at sin.org.au. You're listening to a Sin podcast. You can listen to this show live by tuning your radio to 90.7 or online at sin.org.au. We at Represent would like to acknowledge and pay our respects to the traditional owners of the land on which Sin operates, the Wundri people of the Kulin Nation. Sin Media respectfully acknowledges their ancestors and elders, past, present and emerging. We would also like to acknowledge the traditional custodians and their ancestors of the lands and waters across Australia where our content reaches. Sovereignty has never been ceded. It always was and always will be Aboriginal land. Kids should go to school. That's what we're committed to. What do we want? What do we want? Where do we want it? No! I haven't flip-flopped. I said... I didn't need to do this. I've already done a lot of war for the election. The English fought a civil war over this this matter. Don't deal with the nuance of the Canberra bubble. I don't know what to do with it. We have so much money. What we want is more learning in schools and less activism in schools. Issues that perhaps may be controversial today, but 30 years from now, your children, your grandchildren are going to be Represent. 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 You're listening to Represent. Back on Represent, after a bit of an absence, after our election coverage, that was very well done by the team and Panorama as well. So mad props to Bridie and Mimi and George and Gemma and Praline. And yeah, and to Jake. And Jake. And Jake. Yeah. Jake was... And Jake was great. Yeah. yeah. All the team. But anyway, today we're just gonna have a chill episode, as Mimi said, mm-hmm. um, a bit of a, a bit of this, a bit of that about the election or the afterwards of it, and yeah, we'll see how it all goes. You're listening to Represent here on Sin. You're back on Represent with Mimi, Brady, and George. Mimi, how are we gonna start this off? I don't know. I'm feeling a bit more confident now because I can hear myself. Before uh, I was, um, I was worried because I couldn't hear myself, and I was like, Am I? coming am i here um how should we start this off should we just start with our like thoughts about what happened labor formed a majority yeah how do we feel about that i personally i was kind of thinking that a minority government would end up being quite a good thing yeah i was excited because i remember what you said about the legislation going up and down and up and down through the houses you know how you were like if there's like a minority government they have to like and they want to pass something that's, like, bigger scrutiny. Yeah. That's... That's yeah. what you said. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it is. Yeah, yeah. you're right. <laughs> I, and I was I mean, excited I about that. I was, like, I was remembering yeah. what Brady said, and I was, like, that'll be so good. Like, there'll be more... The greens the yeah. Yeah. You were giving me the look of absolute <laughs> horror, and I was, like, that is that horror. not what you said? I was said? just confused. <laughs> I was, like, don't remember saying that, but... No, I did say that. Yeah. 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 Take credit for it. But anyway, no, it... it like, I thought... On election day, like Greens were going to take like ten seats or something at one stage. <laughs> Obviously, no they were never. Thought that. <laughs> Wait, I sorry. always thought that they were going to get more than one seat, though. George, did you see that? Um, don't mention it. Do you... I know what you're going to say. Michael Super. What happened to your BFF? I'm putting an embargo on talking no, about that for today. I still have oh, yeah, a video true. of us going. You keep calling out a bat, your partner in crime. <laughs> but this is a neutral show. <laughs> I said that. Yes. Yeah. Many Wait, times. I said that Adam Bant shouldn't be 
No, you no, said that you, you and Adam Bant were like bosom buddies. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, in the interview he that I did with him, if you didn't hear it, <laughs> like I'm sure everyone's heard by now, but I interviewed Adam Bant, check it out. Um, but... Yeah, he was like in a massive rush to get on the plane and everything. He said, yeah. he said as soon as I started the interview, it was like, oh, I've got to get on a plane in five minutes too. Chop, chop, so chop, chop, George. You did a good job, George. Thanks, boss. Mm. Appreciate it. You're welcome. But yeah, apart from that, like I think just um, we haven't really had a lot of discussion or talk about the Senate as well. Um, but those results are still confusing. Exactly. But those results are still coming in. Are you confused? I'm confused. But. Um, like there's not going to be a Labour stronghold in there, so that's another avenue for some of the minor parties like the Greens and Independents to stake their hold. Well, just I'm just looking up the Senate now, and I mean... Isn't there a lot of Liberal... There's a lot yeah. of Liberals. Um, yeah, more than Labour. So yep. the Liberals a bit scary. They don't have a majority. But... Did anyone hear any really bad takes about the election? Because I have one in mind, but I want to Bad takes, like, that we would disagree with? We're supposed no, to be just neutral, bad takes George. In, no. <laughs> just bad takes in general. Objectively bad takes. Um, I'm sure I did, and I feel like when you say yours, I'm mm. going to be like, oh, my God, I saw this. Well, okay, when I was browsing through Twitter after the election... It's always Twitter. It's always Twitter mm. but You're a Twitter boy. I'm a Twitter boy. But um, shout out to the 60 followers um, who are listening right now. Um, but... No, okay, One of, some of the things that people were talking about, like the popular vote and, you know, the, how the coalition got more votes than Labour, but the coalition is a coalition. It's not the Liberal Party. So people were integrating the Nationals' votes into um, reasoning as to why Labour shouldn't be in power because technically the coalition got more votes, but that wasn't the Liberal Party. That was just the coalition. Mm, coalition. Right. Yes, I get what you mean. I think I had this argument with this guy at work about that. Because he was, like, telling me that, like... He was like, don't you think it's kind of unfair that, like... He said the Liberal Party, but I think Mm. he obviously meant... Because he was like, don't you think it's kind of unfair that the Liberal Party got more votes? And I was like... He's like, but they, they, like, aren't... They didn't win. And I was like, that's not what happened. That's not how it works. I was like, that's not how it works. (laughs) And he... He's really, like... Well, he's just like a male but he was like you know when people do this and they go oh but don't you agree with me don't you understand where i'm coming from and i was like no like i don't you're literally wrong like like you're wrong starting point is wrong do you know what i mean like i feel like they always try to be like but you understand what i mean and i was like i understand what you mean but it's wrong (laughs) yeah well, anyway, yeah, side, side story. <laughs> side Sorry, story. <laughs> it just really annoyed me that day, and yeah. you've just made me remember. About oh, it. My bad, my bad. And it was the day after our the coverage. Election. It was on Sunday, and I was like, I've and literally just spent too. eight hours mm. covering this, and you're <laughs> trying to tell me I'm wrong. Anyway, yeah, sorry. a few, a few interesting takes after the election, but not as much of like a fallout as I thought there'd be. Like, obviously, Scott Morrison resigned and everything, but like, yeah, there's not been the sort of. Oh, well, actually, that's not true. I mean, I there, was like that that quote Peter there was that quote in the Saturday paper that I cannot say on air because Wait, why? there's too much swearing in it. Can you just use you different improvise? words? Like, the words uh, that... Use different words for the starting letter. Um, <laughs> I don't think just, that flies on like community radio. Like, I fruitedly... <laughs> yeah. It's really... Do you know what I mean? Um, it's really... And they published it in the Saturday paper. Yeah. Well, they if published they published it. in the Saturday paper, surely we could We've say it on high, air. 
No. I'm kidding. No. We're, we're holding to that <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> you definitely can't. Yeah, the outcry yeah, from some of the News Corp media was quite interesting to see. in the Liberal Party saying that Scott Morrison, it's basically really Scott Morrison's fault. He thought he was such an amazing campaigner, but he wasn't. He's a... Very diplomatically put. Can you guess the Is it starting? C? <laughs> no, it's an F. Hmm. Oh. F wit. Ah. Oh. That's. <laughs> We're gonna get a million defamation lawsuits by the time this goes to air. It's I'm fine. quoting. It's fine. Stay Fair enough. Right. It was about. I think it was about Catherine D. Deves. 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 Yeah. I think it's Deves. Um, and about how it was just a terrible um, idea to captains pick her mm-hmm. for the captain to choose her. So how do we see That's the horrible. rest of... How do we see this Albanese-led government going in the future? Like, obviously, they've got the majority and obviously there's, you know, they're going to have to battle with the Greens and the Independents a lot, but what are some of his key points going to be? Like, obviously, he's already written to the... Um, about the minimum wage. Um, who does he write to? The... the is it the Fair Work Commission? Yeah, the Fair Work Commission. Um, about increasing it by $1, as you mentioned in the campaign. Um, what are some other things that you could kind of mm. see going on? Well, I reckon he... I reckon it'll be like Julia Gillard, where they pass a lot of legislation. I think so. I reckon that they'll, like, hopefully be, like... I mean, yeah, is this a lot what of I think is likely, he was or like, is this what I would like him to do? No, what I think because like, he was the leader of the house with Julia yeah. Gillard. So, like, I feel like it could, it is, like, kind of likely. Although, if Liberal has, like, all those Senate people, then maybe they'll just be fighting be the whole trickier. time. Mm. Yeah. I think it's also, I mean, I think they'll take a more climate action. Mm. Well, mm. I'm a bit sceptical about this I'm climate action because he's been, like, going on about it nonstop, but I feel like it's just a front. I think they'll do something. I think they'll they'll do do something, but I feel like, have you like seen how like when he went to do the, the quad meeting or something, he just Mm. kept talking about it, and I was like, are you just trying to seem really like on top of things? Yeah, especially because like we've had such a bad reputation in the past. I I feel like he's just trying to like like appear good. I don't know. Save I mean, I'm always a bit sceptical of like, yeah. climate yeah. policies. Mm. So but will I'm they go for... Will they change the 2050 net zero goals? Sure. Or maybe to the 2040 ones, like, somewhere sure. alluding to? 2030. <laughs> not even the Greens are going for 2030. No, They're the going for 2035. Going for 2035. Yeah. Mm. They know so, we couldn't do it. There's absolutely no way of getting that through. But then a lot of people were talking about how um, they're going to lose a lot of votes in, like, the most... I guess, where coal is a prominent feature of the economy. I talk about, like, the Hunter Valley in New South Wales. But mm-hmm. Labor still won those seats with the relative ease. Um, and on top of that, I think about all the independents that won um, in Liberal safe old seats and or places at least where there were, like, big marginal swings towards Labor. Um, I think there aren't any, like, real safe old seats for the Liberals anymore, especially when they've been confronted by the independents. Um, because it, the way I see it was it was kind of brewing from the 2019 election when there were massive swings against the Liberal Party in certain electorates and kind of paved the way for this election to allow for these independents um, and minor parties or even just the Labor to kind of come through and get it. And just backtracking to the independents again quickly, when we talk about, like, 
one I think that was listening to on the Guardian podcast, and they were talking about how the major reasons people didn't vote for independence was one, they didn't want to waste their vote, and two, they don't actually know who the independent is. This election cycle has changed, has almost been a revolution for independents in the sense where they are now, um, it's not a wasted vote to vote for the independents more. They've actually made a name for this themselves. People were disillusioned with the Labour Party, disillusioned with the Greens, disillusioned with the Liberal Party, and then, you know, they, in places like Kuryong, um and Livingston, they turn their back on them. Yeah, I think it's super interesting, the whole independent thing, just um, as, you know, as a whole. Um, But, I mean, there was no way a Labour candidate was going to win a seat like Kuyong. Like, it's so... The Liberal voters, they're so rusted on as anti-Labour. Yeah. Rather than necessarily... I mean, they are Liberal voters. But rather than necessarily being pro-Liberal, they're just... I will never vote for Labour. Like, they would preference Labour below the Greens. Yeah. And that's... Especially for the younger people... No, but yeah, like, it it makes sense because especially for the young people, like, a lot of people... uh, I guess there's kind of a... How do I put it? I think it's important to consider that Kuyong has such a huge proportion of young people as well. Yeah. And they've probably been, you know, brought up in a household who is, you know, as you said, anti-Labour and... They probably wouldn't vote Greens because there's. I feel like there's a little bit of a stigma around voting Greens, as if it's just like a around some people, around young people in general. So mm. then I guess. Well, I feel like young people are either gonna like vote for Greens or not vote for Greens. Like I feel like it's so binary. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I feel like they're you're either like, on their side or not on their yeah, side. Yeah. I feel like that if you're young, you're either like a massive like yeah the Greens or yeah. like. You're just the complete opposite. That being said, even though the Greens did win a lot of seats, they their popular like their popularity vote went down as well. Really? Yeah. Mm. So I thought that was kind of surprising to me. Yeah. yeah. Well, I guess like it was just targeted. Like they great I, campaigning and mm-hmm. like when they they targeted those ten seats um in Australia and you know they've won they won what? four four yeah and almost won about six. Represent. Represent. You're listening to Represent. You are back on Represent on Sin with Mimi, George, and Bridey. Bridey, there's been a lot of discussions about Australia's regional standing and Very a true. few trips to the yeah. to Asia. So Labor may only have been in office for, you know, two weeks, just over two weeks, but they've uh, hit the ground running. Penny Wong, who's the new foreign minister, has already been on two separate overseas trips so she went to japan for the quad meeting and then to the pacific which was on like day it was on like the monday after the election like it was straight away and she went out to the pacific so i'm not actually sure what exact countries but it was like samoa fiji tonga you know that area and then she's been back out there again today she was in samoa today for it'll be yesterday tomorrow we're recording this on Thursday. She was in Samoa on Thursday. Um, and this is mostly because China has been really trying to gain influence over the Pacific countries. So Samoa, the Solomon Islands, Fiji, the Cook Islands, Tonga, etc. Um, for several years, but they've really ramped it up in the last couple of months. Um, they've been trying to push this regional security agreement through in many of these countries for the last few weeks. So this includes things like policing, security, fisheries, data, and a free trade zone, which is what China's um, proposing. So it's an indirect challenge to 
indirect in the sense that they're not saying we want to challenge Australia, but it's direct in that it is challenging Australia, (laughs) (laughs) Um, our influential status in the region, and it's totally freaked the government out. Um, Penny Wong's trip was at the exact same time as China, or both of her trips were at the exact same time as the Chinese Foreign Minister Wang Yi's Pacific tour. So he's still out there now, heading to PNG today during their election campaign, which has been criticised by the um, PNG Prime Minister. So he's on a tour of eight Pacific Island nations where he's signed a series of bilateral agreements, so between the country that he's in and China, on trade, fisheries, infrastructure and the supply of policing equipment. So on Monday, a meeting that he'd hosted, he being Wang Yi, um, in Fiji with counterparts from 10 different island nations deferred consideration of this agreement. So the Samoan Prime Minister had said that we have not made a decision as we did not have enough time to look at it. So she's saying, you know, it's like an important thing. They realise that it's significant to make a decision about this massive regional security agreement. Um, So, like, China, don't rush us. Um, Australia and the US are both quite uncomfortable with this and because China is really determined to, like, finish this agreement and get it sorted. Um... One Western official told the ABC that quite a few Pacific Island nations had reservations about the pact and that several foreign ministers in the gathering didn't want it on the meeting agenda at all. So there's, they've been holding their cards quite close to their chest in the Pacific. They're not really saying whether they're going to do it or whether they're not. They're like, no spoilers. <laughs> um, but the Albanese government is also being praised by Pacific leaders for um, their stronger climate stance because it does, even if it's not as good as we may like it to be, it is literally an existential threat to these countries. So they'll be underwater if we don't take any climate action. But what do you guys think about the um, security agreement? Do you think that China will end up with, you know, this massive influence over the Pacific? Yes. Um, I think they already do have a massive impact, especially... When you think of initiatives like the foreign aid or so-called aid that they give all these um, little countries when they put them in a whole debt trap um, and basically takes their sovereignty. But um, I think just it's kind of inevitable that China's influence is always going to be greater than any Western influence in these in this region. Um, obviously, like America looks to Australia um, as to kind of combat this Chinese un paralleled power in the Southeast Asia and Asian Pacific. But like when we look at initiatives like the Belt and Road um, Mm. in China and how that is, you know, they're integrating so much of not just the Southeast Pacific, but just the entire world to basically have an economic route trade based around China. Um, I think like it's inevitable that these countries are going to have to take the lucrative deals that China will put in place for them, especially when we look at countries like Vanuatu, when they are basically at the behest of China right now because they have agreed to all these foreign aid with a little, well, it's more like a foreign loan um, that has just about no interest on it. Um, But China knows that they can't repay these loans, so they're basically just um, taking the mickey out of them and basically, you know, doing whatever China has to say now because they're in that much debt to them. Um, I'm sure about a third of their economy is just Chinese debt. So I think no matter what, they're going to be at the behest of China. 
definitely think to add to that, maybe. Um, I reckon, like, how much does China do for climate? Well, they, they are a huge emitter because of their, mm. um, you know, their huge population. Mm. But also they've got huge initiatives. This was one of my case studies in Global Was last it Green year. Leap Forward? Not, I mean, yes, but also in 2015 oh. they put a f- soccer field's worth of solar panels in, like, they built a soccer field's worth of solar panels for every hour in the year. In oh 2015. Wow. Yeah. I thought we were just going to say one Zogfield. I was like, yeah. that's not that many. <laughs> no, they're like for every hour. Yeah, like it's a lot. So they're, they're doing things, but it's, mm. you know, it's kind of, they're a huge emitter, but they're trying to fix it, but they're still. Per capita, though, like, yeah, mm. they're not as big emitters as, say, America is. Australia. And Australia, especially. Um, but yeah, I... I like, they definitely are putting initiatives, but that, I, don't, I wonder how much of that is due to, the, like, the fact that they actually care about climate change or the fact that they're trying to desperately improve their international, their international standing. Image, yeah. um, you know, and if they if they do it, does it really matter, I guess? Like, if they if they act against climate change, yeah. you know. Guess have the they, but I think matter. that if they don't do anything, then it would be, it's, like, anti... What's the opposite of incentive? It's, like... Disincentive. Well, disincentivize. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the disincentive for the Pacific Island nations to, mm. you know. Be yeah, well, that's why I asked because yeah. I was like, maybe we have some power in like being like, we'll save the climate. Yeah, if you so don't I think that Albert keeping on going on about the climate also mm. is beneficial in that sense because yeah. it gets them a bit like, oh, they're gonna do something. And yeah. yeah, like more than anyone, they've been trying to put pressure on Australia um, mm, to definitely. act on climate change. And they I mean, think... I always think back to the um, COP21 and the, I think it was the Tuvalu foreign minister standing, standing in the water. Standing in the water? Mm. That was horrifying. Yeah. It lives in my head. Speak more than words. Yeah. Action more than words. Yeah. The picture speaks a thousand mm. words. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It was so sad. Yeah. It was really powerful. Nevertheless, um, I guess we'll have to see. Like, I'm sure they were paying close attention to the election and kind of seeing how, um, you know, being under a coalition of like right wing and economy at all costs kind of um, position with the coalition, um, they were definitely keeping a close eye on making sure that probably like a, a Labour and Greens government may be more beneficial for these little nations but nevertheless i guess we'll have to wait and see how it all pans out in the future because it might all be smokes and mirrors but i guess we'll i guess we'll see all right so we've got our we've 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 seen who's got the minister positions labor's like he albanese's dished them out you know he's he's yeah he's put them out there but what we want to talk about is the number of women in cabinet. Mm-hmm. And although there is a record um, number in cabinet, like, overall, but actually compared to, like, the Liberals, Nationals and Greens, Labor actually doesn't have um, a very high number. It's less than last year. And Wait, how is it a record number if it's less than last year? <laughs> or is it not a record number and you just randomly said that for the 
No, hold on. I know why. It's it's there's more, but the, no, not as many in higher up positions. Correct. Right. Okay. So there's more there's women like the in big cabinet, cabinet, and then there's like small but there's cabinet, less like the senior ones. There's less women in like leadership roles. Does that make sense? Not really, but I think in I higher up roles. Yeah. yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, like yeah. the senior cabinet positions. I gotcha. So even though it like appears really diverse, it's, it's not actually diverse. not that diverse. Yeah. Um, so, um, so women only hold two out of the seven leadership positions across Parliament: um, Penny Wong and Katie Gallagher. Oh no, sorry. Um, no, I think that's right. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I get confused between Claire O'Neill and Katie Gallagher. Fair enough. <laughs> um, um, and so yeah, like um, Labor, or for example, has like uh, obviously Albanese, and then the deputy are both males, and it has never been like, a male pairing since 2001. So, like, yeah, that's... There you go, that's Howard. Yeah, that's a bit of a step a back. A long time ago. Um, but, so, yeah, that's a bit of a step back. Hang on, that's not true. That it, well, there was a time with Gillard and Rudd. But, no, that's true. Barnaby Joyce and Scott Morrison. No, no, but I'm saying there's been... Usually there's always been a woman, a woman and a man since 2001. This is In the first Deputy time. PM. Yeah. In the Labour Party. Oh, in the Labour Party. In the Labour Party. Sorry. There was a three-month stint with um, where there was, like, there was Julie um, Rudd and Gillard, but, like... Yeah, got it. Now, there's two males, and that hasn't been the case for a very long time. So we're going backwards, is my point. I'm so trying to talking, say we're going we're talking, backwards, guys. We're talking leaders of Labour. We're, not we're talking, talking leaders pa- of Labour. We're not talking PM and Deputy PM. Yeah, sorry. We're talking, yeah, in the Labour Party. Okay. Um, so, like, even though, like, Labour obviously has, like, quite a diverse, um, like, it appears diverse, and it is, but where the problem lies is that they've promoted themselves so highly as, like, more culturally and gender diverse, and they've set themselves these high standards, and now that they have not met that, and they've only have two women in those high leadership positions, they are facing greater scrutiny. So it's not so much that they're doing worse than everyone else. It's just that it's they're just not doing that as well they as like they said they as would. well as they said that they would. Yeah, mm. um, which is annoying. It is annoying, yeah. and I think that. Um, like, on Tuesday, Mr. Al- Mr. Albanese said that he wanted to do 50-50 representation, but it was, the, like, this couldn't be achieved because the factions chose not to, which I think is kind of, like... Yeah, I You're literally prime minister. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like you could just do 50-50 if you wanted to. For Labor, but, like... Like, you could just do it. Shouldn't all the factions believe in 50-50 gender representation anyway? Yeah. It just kind of seems like a cop-out. And he's made, like, such a big, like... A big thing of it. A big it's a thing, thing of it and a big bravado about how you don't have 50-50 and all this sort of stuff. And you sound so convinced. I know. I'm not <laughs> convinced at all. I'm mad about it. I'm mad about it. And I think, if anything, like, the success of the Teal candidate should be, like, showing mm. that, like, women... Like, the, one of the main reasons why they won is because women don't, like, want to see... Another the, guy. M- another guy and, like, more major parties who don't... Another career politician guy. Yeah. This is unrelated. Well, it's a bit related. But I've seen a lot of people on Twitter as well <laughs> saying, oh, all the people are calling these Teal candidates professional women. You would never say a professional man. Mm. And I understand the point, but I get that what they're trying to say is not that they're 
is not that women are unprofessional. It's that they've had another job. Mm. Like, you know, we see all these career politicians like Scott Morrison, who was in, you know, tourism <laughs> Australia, and Marjorie. then he was in politics. And Josh Frydenberg was at Oxford doing, you know, Rhodes Scholar, whatever, or Fulbright or one of them. And then he was in politics. You know what I mean? Like, mm. Monique Ryan it was the head of neurology at the Children's Hospital, and now she's in politics. Mm. And that's unrelated, but I just think that, like, less career politicians is a good thing. Yeah, I definitely agree. Totally unrelated, actually. <laughs> sorry, you just talk, talked about the independence. We love the tangent. We love the tangent. It was a tangent. One hell of a tangent. Um, but, yeah, I think, like, if anything, um, the success of those two candidates kind of show that women are fed up with the lack of representation in the major parties and, like... You know, maybe Albanese, instead of talking about how he wants 50-50, should actually just, just do, do it. it. Well, what do we think about transit quotas or even, like, race quotas across federal politics in Australia? I think it can be tricky, but I think, like... I honestly think it's a good place to start. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Be... I don't think it's a solution, but no. I think if you can't get those people in there because people just blatantly don't want them in there, then it's a good place to start. Yeah, I think it's what we need now yeah like it might not be the ideal long term it's not the ideal yeah it's not like the long term solution but it's a short term solution yeah and well yeah that's yeah well what would those like quotas entail like what's an acceptable like because obviously like you know sometimes it's gonna be hard to get directly 50 50 or whatnot What's like an acceptable? You can say there's an odd number in the cabinet. Well, no, no, no. I, I'm saying like if we look at you know not just cabinet, but like let's say we look at like you know the lower house and the upper house. Is it like do we go across the broad where we say Labor has to field you know so and so amount of women? Yeah, like every single party has to have that certain amount. An article I read that said a lot of unwinnable seats were had female candidates put in them. That's kind of also unrelated. But. No, it's, yeah, well, that, but like filling a quota. I mean, they don't. Have you can easily quotas, avoid that quota if yeah. you if you do it like that. But do I we, think that yeah. if you, as long as you do it in good faith, you know, you like I actually am aiming to, mm. you know, field qualified candidates who can win the seat. Then mm. I'm I'm in support of quotas. Yeah, basically what I'm saying. I, I, I'm just thinking about how it logistically works, not not to say I'm against it by any means. I'm just saying, like... It's it, tricky. It's tricky, yeah, correct. Yeah. But, you know, maybe it's an avenue that they'll take in the future. Um, I also kind of always think with quotas that there's... I feel like a lot of people who may be against them kind of have this idea that, like, someone's getting swapped out for someone who's, like, less professional mm. or less qualified. But they've been But that's very rare. Yeah, and that's very rarely the case. Like, I think... I think it's an easy way to criticise yeah, like that, that in a way that benefits you if you I are agree. the one that's been kicked out. I think it would be very it. unlikely. Like, for example, if um, there was... The, the quota wasn't met and then they had to swap a male out for a female, I think it'd be very unlikely that they wouldn't be able to find one single female that could, like be just as qualified you know what I mean yeah like, I think it's just a cop out yeah yeah and then, then I think about like it'd be kind of funny if there was a situation where uh like random party had like random independent party like the fusion party had like two members going for the senate and there was not a single male or a single 
Like, it was just one gender, mm. and then they have to randomly get a strange person to join. Not to say that's, that's just <laughs> hypothetical. Um, but anyway, I don't know why thanks I brought George. that up. Yeah, thanks, George. Um, but anyway. Okay, we're all on tangents today. We're all on tangents. Um, before we wrap up and before we, like, go to another song, I just wanted to bring up the Uluru statement, and I just wanted to ask you guys whether you think that, because um, you can obviously just, like, well, what, it sounds like Indigenous people like would be a referendum because if they just change the legislation, then, like, a new form of government can just, like, change it back. Like, if they can just get rid of it, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, like, just wondering with you guys if you think that, like, Albanese will actually try to, like, enact a referendum. Or do you reckon it's just, like, a whole amount of, like, nah? I think it. he will do it. Um, I think he's made too much of a thing of it to yeah. avoid it. Um I've seen a lot of kind of conflicting things online about the Uluru statement, but I don't really know. I don't feel like I'm sort of read up on it enough Mm. to kind of make a judgment either way. I think he'll call a referendum and I think we'll have it. I'm not convinced that it will pass. Only eight out of 44 referendums in all of Australia have ever passed. Sorry, I just wanted to ask, where do you get this general knowledge from? Like, legal where did studies. you pull that from? We're 12 legal studies. Where did you pull that from? When you said that, then I was like, nah, she has to be taking the piss. No. How do you know that? Because legal last year, we had to know a referendum, and I learnt the 1967 referendum. And cool. 8 out of 44 have passed. That's good. Well, Sorry, I just had but... to, like, say something. <laughs> Going to that, like, you know, I'll be, like... There was supposed to be a referendum about Australia becoming a republic as well. Well, there um, was in 1999. There was, but, but Labor only just over the campaign trail did they backtrack from that. So maybe they'll backtrack from this as well. But I'm not, like, personally, I'm not really a fan of referendums. Like, it, the, or, like, the pop... Why, George? Because, well, because these are elected officials put in place to, you know, represent our needs. Like, that's that's done through the election process. But I think there should be a voice to the Constitution. And you can't change the Constitution through legislation. You have to change it through a referendum. Yeah. And, yeah. Well... Like, are you saying you shouldn't... You don't think anything should be permanent? Is that what you're saying? No, no, no. I'm just saying, like... The power is within the politicians because the the politicians embody the people as it is. Basically, not well, like not 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 in the sense where I think, oh, it's a waste of time. But I think it's uh, like it's a position where it should be agreed upon within Canberra. I don't know. Instead of like with with voting, yeah. I sort of get what you mean. I get what you mean, but I kind of also don't at the same time. I bet I just. Like but you I just sort of mean that they've been voted in in Canada. They've been like voted they should in. be so able, they able to accurately able represent to what we want. Exactly. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. if if we believe in our electoral system, and we believe that you know, um, every like you know a carbon tax can be made. Wow. Well, I think it's a good sentiment, but then look at all the things that we want that just don't happen. Yeah, I think. Like, I get where you're coming from, but I things, also think yeah. look at <laughs> and like, I also climate think change. Changing the con- constitution is a big deal. Well, thing. like, it's not for in ev- anyone's everyday life, yeah. but, like, legally and Yeah. Yeah. Stuff. Like, I think it will be a big deal. Yeah. Like, I feel like... Will it be as big that. as the same-sex marriage? Yeah. I reckon it'll be as big, yeah. I actually reckon it probably... I think it will. ...won't go well, which is... Sad. I'm not I sure think there'll be so much backlash. Either. 
Do, I think it should, but yeah. Question for you, Bridie. Do you know, like, since you studied legal studies in yourself, <laughs> um, are you aware of whether it has to be like every state has to get fifty percent or more for a yes, referendum? Yes, I know this. It's Go a double it. majority. Yeah. Oh, I love. <laughs> you've asked me the right question um, you have to get a I'll double majority so there has to be over 50% of the population as a whole vote yes mm-hmm. and over more than four states or four or more states uh, okay. right. not including territories uh-huh. does that change like that every so often six, I don't know there's That's six states and four have to Wait. have a majority and so it doesn't include territories but if you now think about it, what that. about like the spread of indigenous <laughs> population? Does that mean that it's kind of unfair? I think that they vote in the national right. vote. Okay. But I'm not sure. Do you sure. get what I mean, though? I know what you mean. That I would totally make it really unfair. I totally know what you mean, and you're right. I don't know about that. I guess, like, the lower population maybe has an impact with that, but I don't know. Like, the same way that they only get two senators from ACTN. Mm. I, I know what you mean, but, yeah, it's just interesting because I, I'm... Correct me if I'm wrong, but when the referendum for the Republic for Australia, I think it was like every state had to have 60% um, agreed upon. No, that's not right. It's um, a national majority, so more than but 50% that... of the population, oh, okay. and a majority, it's a majority of voters in a majority of states. So more than 50%, yep. yes, in four out of six states. The territory voters are only counted in the national majority. Right. Bomb. End of story. Mm. So, what happens like when we vote in a referendum? So you vote. Yes There's or just no. two options: yes or no. Yes or yep. no. Right. Like, did you vote in the? No, I did not. You're too I young. Was too young. Mm. Child. I was, I was also too young. <laughs> I was not too young. So, props to George. Mm. Wins again. Slay. <laughs> Slay George. Slay George. Anyway. Yeah. So the AEC organizes it and. Um, they write yes or no. Any idea of when it will be called? Um, yeah. Uh, well, obviously, a very, very like estimate. I think it was May, uh, May in twenty twenty three. Yeah, so next in a year's time. In a so. year or January twenty seventh of twenty twenty three, or perhaps twenty twenty four. So that'll be obviously a significant day. That'll be tactical. To do that, it would yeah. be tactical to do it in January. Yeah. I have heard the second year of the twenty twenty four for January. I, well, that would make sense. Why no, would they twenty twenty three? Oh, twenty twenty three for January. Not for January, just like in the second year of government. Oh, right, right. But that was before they were voted in. I think. Yeah. Um. Well, yeah. Well, it would be tactical to do it on mm. January. Mm-hmm. I don't Channel know why they all wouldn't. the. Um, I don't know why they wouldn't do that. Actually, that would make like. Channel all the emotions at the time. Although maybe it wouldn't. It It depends how strong people feel about uh, Invasion Day. A strong campaign, like, could definitely push that across. But I also feel like people, like, I just feel like maybe this is just because I'm from Queensland, but um, I feel like everyone in Queensland like hates the idea of Invasion Day. Like everyone wants it to be Australia Day. Oh, like the Greens aren't there. True, true. The Greens um, Heartland. Yeah. What, what could that, the Greens that possibly Motherland. be? Mm, I mean, there's obviously... Well, you know, it's the Greens Heartland, but when it comes to parties and alcohol, that seems to uh, rise above a bit. Rise above. <laughs> Get the barbecue going and stuff. 
<laughs> all, all political values just go out the window. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all, those inner, all those inner city lefty inner vegans. City yeah. Yeah. Fair um, enough. Anyway. Anyways, yeah. I think we'll wrap it up here. It's yeah. a bit of a chill show. Mm. Bit of a I liked back. it doing it this way, personally. Yeah. But, um, if we weren't all so tired, it would have been a bit Yeah, better, sorry, I, I started off a bit... I started off a no, bit rough, but I've I... Been, like, I got there in the end. This chair. <laughs> anyway, we'll wrap it up here. <laughs> yeah. You have been listening to Represent on Sin with Mimi, Brady, and George. And as always, stay, stay political. You've been listening to a Sin Media podcast where young people run the show.